We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. And welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's June 14th. It is 2023. We have a 12-game baseball slate to talk about here on today's podcast. Joined today by Timothy Buell. You all know him as Tasteful Tides. Tim, what's happening, my friend? Yeah, not much. Uh, I hate Max Scherzer. That's that's all about, <laughs> I have to say about that. Man, uh, he, he really struggled. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, we, we can move on. You know, this is an amazing slate 12 gamer that we break down tonight. Uh, a lot of, a lot of really amazing pitching options and great hitting spots. So I'm, I'm looking forward to breaking it down with you. Yeah. I mean, looks to be a really good slate. A lot of games to break down. Uh, Sherbert Serzer was one of my main pitchers too. We were talking about a pre-show. I have like one live team that has Baltimore Tampa with Musgrove and um, Kirby. So if that if the Tampa stack does their thing and Musgrove pitches better, um, then you know we'll see how it works out. But I, I need um, I need Tampa 
I have a lot of like Tampa one-offs in spots. Like I need Tampa to come through for me um, tonight. So we'll see how that all kind of pans out, but yeah, ready to jump into this fantastic um, 12 game slate. Hope everyone's having a fantastic Tuesday night over here on YouTube. What's up YouTube. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page. That way you can turn on notifications and get the alert as soon as we're live and come hang out with us live on recording the podcast. Uh, appreciate everyone that has subscribed. If you haven't already, please take two seconds. Do it. Even if you don't like to watch it live, hit the subscribe button for us. We're trying to get over 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. 12 games. We start in Baltimore, Toronto at Baltimore. Eight and a half total in this game. Bradish Berrios pick ish game. Very, very, very slight favorite to the Blue Jays here. Uh, any interest here in Jose Berrios? I really don't. Uh, pitching is absolutely loaded on this slate. Uh, there are guys that are below him, that are right above him, that are significantly better plays than Berrios. This Orioles team... Uh, even without Mullins, is just on fire right now. Like every single night, it just seems like Gunnar Henderson is just going to hit bombs. So I don't think, I mean, Barrios is an okay pitcher, but I don't think this is the right slate for him. So I, I really, it's a, it's a pretty hard no for me. Yeah. I mean, we pretty much, this is the same exact spot as yesterday, Bassett. Um, Barrios has a little bit of strikeout upside against lefties, but. 358 Woba compared to 259 Woba against righties. Um, he definitely struggles a lot more with lefties. This team is throwing a lot of lefties in lineups right now. Um, five to seven lefties every day. So I don't think this is a spot you could play Barrios. Um, and we'll talk about the bats here in just a second. Other side of this game, we have Kyle Bradish. Bradish is a guy that, I mean, average at best strikeout pitcher struggles to both sides. Um, he's not my favorite guy. He gives up a ton of hard contact. There's a ton of power in this lineup. Um, I don't have a ton of interest in Kyle Bradish here. I I completely agree with you. I don't think this is going to be a very good slate to uh, punt at pitching. Um, but if you do elect to punt, I don't think it's going to be with Bradish. It's going to be this game is going to be all about the bats. The bats for me. Big Dumper just hit a three-run bomb to give Ooh. my boy Kirby some run support. Love to see that. Ooh. All right, let's talk bats here. We'll start with Toronto. I kind of said it already, right? Bradish is a guy that gives up a ton of hard contact. So I want to target the power guys, Bichette, Vlad, Chapman, Varsho. Big hard hit rates and uh, you know just kind of the matchup that I want to target home runs i don't think that this is a spot you necessarily have to full stack toronto but if you want to it'd be the power guys yeah you 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 name the guys for me and then uh you know another just you know value option could you know at catcher is alejandro kirk at 2600 so if you wanted to just throw him in there as part of your stack he's not he's not like the best hitting catcher out there but um, given the context of the slate and how we have some really, really great premium arms, I think we're going to need to, uh, you know, find saving somewhere. So the guys that you mentioned, Vlad, you know, Chapman, you know, Springer, Bichette, all great. And then Kirk as a value option is fantastic. 
All right, Baltimore bats. I mean, you kind of mentioned it. Henderson, one of the hottest hitters in baseball right now, is still way too cheap on DraftKings. So um, I expect him to be really popular again. And honestly, I don't know if I could get off of him. Um, I think that even in like a single entry format, like I, it's just he's one of the guys that I start my lineups with here. Yeah, the only the only reason that you'd be fading him is due to ownership. Um, but really, it's like he's just way too cheap. So um, I, I, I know that you don't play cash, but I play cash. I know that he's most likely going to be my cash game lineup on, on Wednesday. So yeah, 3,700 is far too cheap. But I think that there's a case to be made that, you know, other members of this team are also a little bit too cheap as well. Uh, like Ryan O'Hearn. Uh, I mean, he does carry some pitch hit risk, but he's only 2,800. Um, I think he would make for a really strong, strong value play. Um, you know, we know that Mario struggles against lefties, but he also gives up hard hits to righties also. So I think Austin Hayes at 4,100, excuse me, would be a really great uh, tournament play as well. Yeah, I don't hate that. Um, you know, if you want to pay up a catcher, Rutschman is the guy that you can pay up for. I think you can pay up for Santander if you're going to do a full-on stack here. Adam Frazier was hitting leadoff for the longest time, but Henderson, they've moved him in the leadoff spot, and he's just excelled. So I don't – like, the value to Adam Frazier was hitting in that leadoff spot. So I don't know if he'd necessarily be somebody that I would play. Um, I love the O'Hearn call. He's a guy that has plenty of power against right-handed pitching. So – no issues with the Ryan O'Hearn call. And I think he's finding like new life here um, in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. He's hitting over 325 on the season. He's having really honestly a good year and um, just kind of flying under the radar because he's not hitting a ton of home runs. All right. Colorado at Boston is where we go next. Gomber against Whitlock. Mm -hmm. There's a few games that have some potential weather. Um, I'm not a meteorologist. I leave that to Kevin Roth. Uh, this game definitely looks like um, both this game and the Mets-Yankees game, that like northeast part of the United States, looks like it's going to be a lot of rain. So uh, we'll have to see what Kevin Roth has to say. Nine and a half total in this game. Red Sox, a 225 favorite. Um, any interest here in Austin Gomber against the Red Sox? Absolutely not. Uh, um, uh, you know, it's not, this is not a spot, uh, or a slate that I want to get cute with some kind of value pitching. Um, the Red Sox are too talented of a team for me to bother with, with Gomber. I know that he is dirt, dirt, dirt cheap, but he's got no K rate and pretty high walk rate. So I think that's just a disaster waiting to happen if you roster him. Yeah. I mean, some would say he's dirt cheap for a reason. <laughs> so um, he's been okay. So he is probably close. I wouldn't say average, but he's really close to like an average pitcher on the road when he's outside of cores. But you need more than that today, um, especially if there's potential weather in this game. So uh, no interest for me in Gomber. Do you have any interest here in Garrett Whitlock on the other side? Um, I kind of thought that I might just because Colorado is so bad, you know, offensively, they're just so, so terrible. And Whitlock does have decent control, you know, only a four and a half percent walk rate, you know, around 20% K rate. But then I started just looking at the rest of the slate and we'll get to those guys. I just don't think he's necessary. Um, so I don't think he's like the worst pitcher 
and he gets a pretty good matchup, but I just don't see that. I think he has a ceiling to actually like win you a GPP. So, I mean, looking at cheap options, I think he's a guy that can put up 20 points. So under 7K, I think that he would be the guy that I would take shots on. Um, we'll see as we get through the slate, if there's anybody else that's like jumping off the, the page to me here. Um, I just think that Whitlock can put up 20 plus against this team in this matchup. So I don't hate it. There are strikeouts in this lineup. Um, I mean, really only three guys under 20% on the season um, in the projected lineup. So I don't hate Whitlock. He has decent strikeout stuff. He is a very good command pitcher. So he's not going to go out there and typically walk like four or five hitters. Uh, so I like that about him as well. I do. I do agree with you. Uh, he could put up 20. There's just one other guy that we'll get to that I like better in that okay. same kind of range. So that's, but I, I, I agree that he, he is somebody that could, could get to 20. All right. We'll definitely, um, we'll talk about it when we get there. Let's talk bats. Anything for the Rockies here? Uh, you know, there's, there's always, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Grychek, uh, Jones, Profar, um, you know, but really, you know, Ryan McMahon possibly is like a one-off. This team would just be like, you know, grab a one-off here or there, but really I have no interest in the stack, um, especially if there's going to be like bad, cold, rainy weather, um, because, you know, you and I both know that Fenway is one of the best hitting parks in all of baseball, but if it's going to be kind of, not very good weather. Uh, I really don't have any interest. Oh man, Vegas is putting a hurden on Florida in the. Oh, game. is it over? I what, mean, what's, what's the score? It's six to one at the end of the oh. second period. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that game's in yeah. Vegas, right? It, I believe it is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what a wild! Yeah, that's that's wild. Uh, all right. Anyway, sorry, distracted by um. <laughs> the tweet i like nolan jones uh i probably sound like a broken record by now but i think this kid is very talented um so until he's up over 4k he's getting closer and closer but up in, until he's up over 4k um i'm gonna continue to play him because i just overall like the talent here all right um red sox side of this game gomber is very hittable um and I think well, obviously we'll get Duvall in the lineup here. Justin Turner's cheap. He's a guy that could potentially be a value play. Uh, Kiki Hernandez, Arroyo are both really cheap. The guy that I want to see in there is Ref Snyder uh, at 2,600. My only concern with him is he does get pinch hit for from time to time, but he has hit leadoff a lot this season against left-handed pitching. So um, I think Boston's stackable here against Gomber in this bullpen. Uh, I think that this is a team that's very hittable. But like we talk about all the time, a lot of right-handed arms going to be coming in here for Colorado. So don't be afraid to play some of these lefties in a lefty-lefty matchup. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to stack, if you're going to stack the Red Sox, don't be afraid to, you know, obviously put in the obvious like Devers. Like, don't worry about left-on-left Yoshida. You know, like um, Duvall is very, very expensive, but I think that he'll be low-owned, and I think he's a very, very quality power hitter. So I think he is a very good play. I agree with you. Uh, Arroyo uh, is probably your, you know, kind of like cash game, optimal kind of like, you know, salary saving option. Kike, Kike is a very solid play and uh, Justin Turner. 
uh, like you said. He's probably a little bit too cheap. Probably not my favorite stack on the board, but you know, definitely a viable option. Adam Duvall still twenty nine hundred over there on, on FanDuel. FanDuel or yeah. Yep. All right, moving on. We got the Mets and the Yankees again. Potential weather here. We'll see what happens, but. Uh, seven and a half total in this game. Cole against Verlander, pick'em game. Um, any interest here in Garrett Cole if the weather is okay? I think you got to have some interest. Um, he has definitely not been, you know, the same same guy that he has been in years past. But I just think that he, you know, he still has a ceiling. Um, it's not the best matchup, but it's also not really the best slate. Like you know, we that we are going to get to some really, really quality arms and in much better spots. I think he's got to be in your pool. If you're making, you know, 20 teams, I don't know if he makes like my three max pool though. Um, Just because the price is so high and the matchup is not, is not elite. Yeah. I mean, large tournaments, I think he is someone you could take some shots on low strikeout team. Biggest concern for Garrett Cole, who his strikeout rate is at 25.7% this season. Um, Swinging strike rate is under 11%. This is, this is not Garrett Cole from two years ago. Um, Does he still have the upside? Sure. He does. Is he still throwing a hundred pitches most times out? Yeah. Um, So, you know, this is a guy that's capable of, 40 plus point games. So in large field tournaments, don't hate it. He's expensive. Um, not my favorite play today. Verlander on the other side of this game. Um, bad taste in our mouths from Max Scherzer yesterday, or if you're listening to the podcast right now, um, tonight. <laughs> what are your thoughts here on Verlander going up against the Yankees? So I'll say this uh, I, I like Verlander more than Cole. Um, I'm sure I. I'm pretty sure ownership will also agree with me. Um, he's he's only eight thousand. Um, you know the Yankees lineup is a little bit watered down. Uh, maybe people will be scared and say, "Oh, look at what they did to Scherzer." I I don't know. I think the field is probably too sharp for stuff like that now. Um, I, I like Verlander. I think this price is very playable, um, and I, I, have, I have no issue. Thus far, I mean, I know that we've only gone through three games, but he's my favorite pitcher as of as of right now. Uh, you know, when you look at that price, I think he's can easily get you over twenty over twenty draftings points. I have no interest in Verlander. Um, I hope this game rains out, so I don't have to even think about this for <laughs> yeah, what it's worth. But I agree. I agree with that statement. Also, <laughs> I will say, like his his whiff rate is just way down. His swinging strike rate is way down. He has a twenty percent K rate on the season. You have to be able to attack this Yankees lineup, and like he really just doesn't have that big strikeout stuff right now. So I, I mean. I hear everything that you said, and I respect your opinion. I'm just saying, for me, I, I think that it's a 12 game slate. What what's his ceiling right now with like his strikeouts the way they are right now? Is it 30? I mean, 30 at 8K is fantastic. Um, so, like everything you were saying makes a ton of sense. But looking at these K rates, knowing how much power is still in this lineup. I think it's really tough for me to play Verlander. And again, I just really hope I don't, I don't want to play this game. I really want this game just to rain out. Um, but who knows? We'll see. I, I definitely, I definitely agree with you there though. <laughs> that would be a lot easier if this game just rained out. Cause I, I like Verlander, but I, I totally hear what you're saying. 
Stock bats here. If this game does play, this game's in City Field. If this game was in Yankee Stadium, the Yankees would be one of my favorite stacks on the slate. Verlander's going to get some ownership. Um, we could play, man, just Rizzo is 4,200. Uh, Bowers hit leadoff on um, Tuesday night slate. He is 2,600. So he's another guy that's going to, I mean, Willie Calhoun is really cheap. Uh, McKinney has been playing. He's 2,400. Like, if this game was in Yankee Stadium, oh, man, sign me up. Um, mm-hmm. But with this game being in the city field, I mean, I don't mind a couple of these cheap bats. I really don't. Like, Bowers hitting leadoff at 2,600. Bowers has big power, and if Verlander's not going to be able to really attack these hitters, I don't hate that. Um, and then Billy McKinney's a guy that – this guy hits in spurts, man. Um, when he's hitting, he's hitting. When he's not, he's not. So I, I don't mind him at 2,400. Was he, was he with Toronto? He was with Toronto, right? Where we yeah, saw a lot of like really streaky hitting from him. I'm pretty sure it was Toronto. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. Um, all um, right. So, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I agree with you with the cheap guys. And then if you're not like, I kind of really like the idea of like just doing a one-off of Stanton at 5200. Like Verlander's always like had a home run problem. Like even when Verlander was like the best pitcher in baseball. So, I mean. I, you know, I really don't mind. I don't want to get tons of pieces of this Yankees team because I am, I'm, you know, obviously higher Verlander than you are. Um, but if there's one, uh, one off I'd like to play, it would be Stanton. As far as the Mets are concerned, I mean, I like targeting power and with Pete Alonso out of this lineup. Um, I'm not going to sit here and try to figure out which Mets bat I want to play against Cole in City Field to try to hit home runs. So, Probably out, out on the Mets bats here today. I just, I find, I think that Cole and the Mets bats are going to end up being neutral, right? Like Cole will get not enough points to be relevant in a tournament. And I don't think these bats are going to get enough points against them to be relevant in the tournament. I'm not like, like I don't have any interest in one individual bat and I don't really have interest in the stack. I just know that Cole is priced so high and this team strikes out at such a low rate. I really have, you know, very little interest on either side. All right, LA at Texas Deepmers Detmers against um, Andrew Heaney in this one nine total. The Rangers a one thirty four favorite. Any interest here in Reed Detmers? Not really. Um, I don't think he is. Like I think he's kind of at a funny price. Um, you know, I think that there are a couple guys below him and guys above him that I would prefer getting to. Um, I have a lot of respect for this Texas team, and I don't really want to stream pitchers against them. So I, he's he's okay. Like maybe if you're like literally like you know making 150 teams, maybe in a couple, but uh, not something I'm very really that high on. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of where I'm at um, when looking at him. There's going to be spots that I play him this year. I played him, it was against Minnesota um, earlier this year. There's going to be spots where I think he's playable. I just don't think this is one of them. Texas is one of the best teams in baseball. uh, So no real interest for me here in him. And then, I mean, Andrew Heaney on the other side, I feel kind of feel the same way about Heaney. There's going to be spots where you can take shots on him. Um, 
but I don't think this is necessarily one of them. Mike Trout got the day off on Tuesday. He should be back in the lineup. Um, he stole a base on Monday night and needed a day off on Tuesday. Um, so <laughs> I don't know if you I, I made that same joke in the expert survey um, channel in Slack because a lot of us had trout on expert survey and had to change it. And um, I made oh, okay. that same joke. So, OK, <laughs> I mean, I had to use it where more people could could hear it. So uh, people come here for my my funny jokes. I that's, know it. that's really good because he's only had one stolen base. That was right? his I first mean, stolen base of the year. It, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were just talking about that on uh, Grinders Live. How Trout doesn't run anymore. So yeah, um, yeah big, big, big man Trout. But what are your thoughts here on Andrew Heaney? See, I I don't I don't love him. I just know that you know he can strike out guys in bunches. So I think that he might be worthy of a couple GPP dart throws. Not someone that I'm going to be super high on. Like you know, as we move along this slate, like you'll you'll see some other pitchers that we'll we're going to like better. But I I think that you know it's all about control with Heaney. Like he's got a 10 percent walk rate this year. Like if he can you know find some decent control, like he can get through this lineup. And he's got you know he does have strikeout potential. So I I mean I think he's I think he's okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear, I hear what you're saying. Um, let's talk bats here. Angels bats uh, again. I think Mike Trout is in the lineup. I don't mind Dury Hunter Renfro hit a home run against the lefty here on Tuesday night. I don't mind going back to the well on him. Uh, the power righties, and then I think you play Otani against anybody. Yeah, you can always play Otani. Uh, always can, always can play Trout. I don't. I'm not sure. Um, I think Drury is suspended. I don't know if that was if he's gonna if he already served that or what was going on with that. But I I do know that he's gonna be suspended for one game. I know he said, um, he appealed it on Tuesday or today. I know he. Appealed oh, he it, did. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah. I, I mean, it's it's just always just Otani or Trout. That's fine. Not really that high on the stack. Um, they're not. Uh, you know, Rendon is just, I don't know, a shell of, of his former self. Uh, I don't know. So Ward was cheap, but now they're starting to price him up a little bit more appropriately. He was in the low three Ks. Now he's almost 4,000, which is a lot more appropriate for him. So that's like not really a salary saving option. So it really is just Otani or Trout as one offs for me. Um, Texas bets. I don't mind a Texas tech. Um, I, I feel like I, I've said it, said it a lot here uh, over the last few weeks, but I think they're one of the best offenses in baseball. I I agree. Like they're, they're like day, day in, day out. They're like a stack that like you can just play, especially against, you know, like an average pitcher, like the, you know, uh, Detmers is nobody that you like, we really need to be scared of. Um, they have very, 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 you know, competent right-handed bats on this team. Garcia, Semyon, Garver um, would probably be my three favorites. You've got Grossman, I guess, as like a salary-saving option. I'm, I'm fully on board with stacking Texas. All right, we're moving on here. We got Pittsburgh at 
Chicago taking the Cubs. No total in this game, which always makes me wonder what the wind is going to be doing in Wrigley. Um, I mean, I look, I always look before we get going and it doesn't look like it's going to be anything crazy wind wise. So uh, we'll have to kind of see, but we got Hill and Smiley or no, Emmanuel, right? Um, Kent Emmanuel, I think is pitching instead of yep. Rich Hill. Yep. Um, any interest here in Kent Emmanuel? No. Um, is he, is he going to be like a opener or is he going to be a full starter? Um, he started nine games in AAA this season. I would assume he is stretched out and ready to go. Okay. Um, yeah. So I don't really have any interest in him at all. Um, I just, I don't think that it's really that necessary to, um, you know, go down this low. Um, I guess, you know, he is 5k. Let's see what the wind's like. Sometimes you get some really great wind in Wrigley for pitching. Um, if that's not the case, then there's no, then there's no way I'd pitch him. Yeah, it doesn't, again, um, looking at it, it doesn't look like wind is going to be a factor here, but I mean, anything can change. I think that. The Cubs are definitely a team that you can attack with left-handed pitching. My biggest problem here is 20% Ks this season in AAA, 10% swinging strike rate, not a big strikeout guy. Generates ground balls, which is always really good. Um, we saw him a little bit with Houston in 2021, and then we haven't seen him in the majors since then. Um, he was in the bullpen with Houston in 2021, so was drafted by Houston. He's been around for a while. Um, it's not like he's a huge prospect or anything like that. He's 31 years old. And, um, I mean, maybe this is his last chance. I mean, so he's, he's minimum salary. Chicago Cubs are, are doable against left-handed pitching. I don't think I would do it on this slate. If I was running 150, I would seriously consider doing it because of some of the bats that we have on this slate to pay up for. I don't think I'm doing it. Drew Smiley, other side of this game, 7,200 going up against uh, Pittsburgh. Any interest here in Drew Smiley? I actually, I do. Um, lefties I kind of like Pittsburgh. What's that? I said lefties against Pittsburgh. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I kind of, I rank him above, you know, Whitlock, Detmers. He's close uh, to with me with like uh, Heaney, you know? So it's like, if you're in that range, uh, I actually don't mind him. And, you know, so it's like he's not he's not the best pitcher in the world, but he does have a 20% K rate this, this season. And, uh, you know, 6.5% walks, like not, not horrible control by any means. Again, if we get some of that, you know, wind blowing in type scenario, I, I think Smiley is a really, really solid play. Like if you wanted to say – I really don't like Verlander for $800 more and I want to go down to Smiley at 7200. I really wouldn't fault you. I I prefer Verlander, but if you wanted to save that 8 and to go to Smiley, I I don't, I don't think that's the worst play. See, I I like I still like Whitlock more than I like Drew Smiley just because like Drew Smiley's still not a huge like strikeout guy. He's going to face a lot of right-handed hitters in this lineup tomorrow. Um they have gotten a little bit better against left-handed pitching. I was looking at it a little bit like as fast as I could. McCutcheon, he's been really good against lefties this year. Um, there was another people. Oh, Connor Joe has been really good. Hayes has been 
kind of hit or miss, but his numbers are decent. Castro has been really good against lefties this year. So, I mean, I hear everything you're saying. I just, I think if I'm going to pay down, it's probably Whitlock still for me, but I understand what you're saying. But I just, Drew Smiley is like a guy that I, I hardly ever play. Um, Every single time I've been on a show with you this year, Smiley's been on the slate. I know. Our our, uh, our street continues, Stevie. It's amazing. Uh, it's funny. Um, he's <laughs> a guy that I played a lot at the beginning of the year, and then he remembered that he was Drew Smiley. <laughs> All right, Pittsburgh Bats, anything here on the Pittsburgh side? Not really. Um I I'm I'm kind of in on uh on Smiley, so Yeah, fair I, enough. I, I think I, I'm good. I like uh Connor Joe, thirty four hundred and Castro at thirty four hundred. Both of these guys are extremely cheap. Um pinch hit risk is there for Castro because they do um, – or even like a pinch runner risk, I would say, because Marcano should be on the bench for this game. They've been really platooning these two guys. Uh, so the pinch hit risk is there, but they're both really cheap. They've both been really good against left-handed pitching this season, so I don't hate them as value. Probably one-offs more than like a, even, a, even a mini two-man stack. Cubs bats here um, against Kent Emanuel. I have quite a bit of interest in the Cubs bats. I think they're going to be kind of forgotten about. And I really like getting to guys like Hap and Suzuki, uh, even like uh, Jan Gomes. Um, I, I think, you know, like you said, this is this is like a mediocre AAA pitcher. Um, if Chicago isn't going to be popular, then I have a lot of interest in them. Yeah, I mean, um, looking at the Cubs against left-handed pitching, the guys that I like, Jan Gomes, you mentioned. Um, Swanson, he's he started the season super cold against left-handed pitching. I don't mind him against lefties. Horner, if Wisdom is in there, he's a huge strikeout guy, should benefit from a lower strikeout pitcher. So um, he's been ice cold, though, so he needs to get it going. All right, Cincinnati at Kansas City taking on the Royals. Nine total pick'em game. Lively against Lynch. Any interest here in Ben Lively? I do not have any interest in Ben Lively. Ben Lively is a kind of a career journeyman who has got by on some luck in some previous starts, but I think for the most part, he is a very, very, very like below average pitcher. Um you know, it's been it's been hot in Kansas City. I don't know what the weather's going to be, but it has been quite warm there, which is going to hurt him even more. Um, so, no, I, I, I have no interest in him. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest in Lively. I would play Lively over Smiley for what it's worth, but... Um, I would not. Yeah, listen, I, we're allowed to disagree. I, I yeah, know, I know. You know? I, I'm enjoying myself more when we disagree, you know? Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't I don't agree, and that's fine. We don't have to agree. Yeah, for sure. I mean, his strikeout numbers are going to regress. You kind of talked about how he's been a little lucky um, in that category. He's been great striking out righties. Well, I mean, if we look at the power in this lineup, Perez, Witt, they're both righties. Um, Garcia is a huge strikeout guy. That's a huge bump for him. So I like the idea of playing lively if this is a very right-handed heavy lineup. With Vinny being out, um, it definitely helps to potentially get another right-handed hitter in the lineup. So if we only see like four lefties in this lineup, maybe I take some shots, but I don't think I need to today. Um, Overall, we have a lot of pitching. Yeah. He would be a guy like if that Red Sox, like Mets, like that area gets both like postponed, rained out type. He'd be a guy that, all right, well, maybe now I'm reconsidering because I'm losing Verlander and Cole type of plays. This slate, like just from a macro perspective, is like you really got to ask yourself, is it is it necessary? Like yep. when, you're, when you're deciding your pitching, doesn't matter the format that you play or how many entries there are. It's like, is this really necessary? And I don't think guys like Lively – are necessary all right daniel lynch other side of this game 6500 he is a guy that we've only seen a couple times this year um the thing here is we're getting a lot of call-ups here with the reds they're calling up a lot of their young talent and we don't have a very large sample size for them against left-handed pitching yet um any interest here in daniel lynch well, all I'll say is I, I would like to do a jelly beans bet with you, Lynch, Lynch over Lively. That's that's what I would do. I just now, kind of said that I like Lynch though. No, I know, but I'm just I'm just <laughs> saying, like I, I would I would rather I'd rather pitch Lynch than Lively. Um, but really I don't have a whole lot of interest in him. Like he's still he's in that same kind of bucket like I was just talking about. Like, is it is it really necessary? I I doubt it. Um, he's cheap, but I, it's just, I, I I don't think, like I said, I think it's, it's been pretty warm in Kansas city. Um, I think it's going to be probably, you know, continue to be like that. And uh, I don't have a, I don't have a ton of interest in him. I think both of these guys outscored Drew Smiley. (laughs) Oh, I'll do that. No, I'm not doing, why would I give Uh, you, uh, that's not good odds for me. All right. (laughs) Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's there's one later on, Stevie, that you might take. That that's there's there's one that I've been waiting on. A okay, guy that you might take. So I mean, the, the, okay, you make a good point with it being warm. Um, that is a really strong point with it being hot in Kansas City. The ball's gonna fly more. Um, the interesting thing for me is the ability that he has had to miss right-handed hitters bats with his changeup slider this year. Um, it, it has been 
absolutely fantastic pitching from him. Like his his whiff rates and swinging strike rates with his changeup and slider against righties has just been. I mean, okay, I'm not gonna say it's been like elite levels, but like it's borderline elite levels what he's doing with this changeup and slider. His fastball is getting smushed. Um, you have young hitters in the Cincinnati lineup. They're probably going to be able to hit fastballs, and he really could benefit here if he can get ahead of counts and go change up sliders on on them because, I mean, they're young. They're going to be free swinging. So the more I think about Daniel Lynch, the more he is somewhat interesting here. He's someone that I can't wait to see, like, what his projection and projected ownership is here. I think he's going to be a guy that maybe gets some ownership today. Reds, Bats, any interest here in Cincinnati? Not a lot. They they finally priced up Dela Cruz. Uh, he's still um, he he was make, mega chalk on Tuesday night, um, but I think he's getting to be appropriately priced. Um, still can play him. I mean, he's still elite, but not uh, this Cincinnati team is not anyone that, not going to be a priority for me by any means. Yeah, I mean, Steer in a small sample size has been really good against lefties. McLean has been really good against lefties. McLean's really interesting because, you know, you could pivot off of De La Cruz with McLean. Now they're both, like, playable together, but De La Cruz is so expensive now that I think he stole another base, by the way, on Tuesday night. Guy just, he's doing his thing, so. He's gonna, I mean, he's so talented, um, but the the teammates around him i i just never feel like i need to stack cincinnati oh yeah um kansas city bats any interest here in kansas city against lively i i do a little bit like you know there there's some obvious the obvious choices of like bobby wet sal perez i think that they're very viable despite their extremely high price tags and you guys you got guys like mj melendez only three thousand I think that's a really great play, Prado, uh, 3,200. Uh, I think that, you know, I think this team is, is stackable because you've got great great plays on the high end and you've got some really solid bats that, that are really cheap. Um, I want to go against uh, Lively. Um, so I, I think that they're, I think they're a pretty stackable team. I mean, value-wise – I couldn't agree more value wise. There's a lot of cheap bats here. Um, yeah. My only, my only concern is like his command is really good. And I just, I don't know. Um, kind of like the spot for him. I, the cheap bats are definitely in play for me. I don't think I'm paying up for Perez today. I think if I was going to pay up for a catcher, it'd be Rutschman, um, who we talked about earlier. Bobby Witt is always someone that you could pay up for. Um, he's another guy that has big stolen base upside. He has some power upside. I don't know if he's 5,700 worth, though, if we're looking at just this season. So um, let's move on. We got Washington at Houston. We got Josiah Gray going up against Framber Valdez. Seven and a half total. The Astros a 270 favorite. This opened at 245. It's 270 already. Um. Any interest here in Josiah Gray? Mm, absolutely no chance. Yeah, not playing him. Uh, Framber <laughs> Valdez against Washington. Coming off a really tough start against Toronto. 
it was an excellent bounce back spot for him. Washington is a team that they're better against lefties. They're a top 10 WRC team, WRC plus team against lefties this season. Valdez is just a guy that he's so hard to face when he is not walking a ton of guys. He's a guy that generates a ton of ground balls. He has strikeout upside. I don't think that I don't think it's crazy if you say like, Hey, I'm not going to play Valdez because I mean, I love Luis Castillo. We're going to talk about him. He's my favorite pitcher on the slate. So I don't know if I have to go both of those guys, but there we still haven't got, there's some good pitchers that we haven't got to yet. So I don't know if Valdez is like, he's not SP one for me today. I just wanted to point out like Luis Castillo, my favorite pitcher on the slate. Um, I think Valdez is up there though. He's a really strong pitcher. He has upside. He has way more strikeout upside this year. He's, you know, his strikeout rate has climbed big time and like swinging strikes and whiffs have kind of backed it up. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that this is a spot you could definitely take shots on Valdez. Yeah. I was trying not to bury the, you know, bury the lead there. Like, you know, Castillo is, is also my favorite pitcher on the slate, but Valdez is my favorite pitcher of the people that we've talked about so far. Um, definitely worthy of shots uh in tournaments uh i think he's got something like a 60 percent ground ball rate this year like something it's just like he's doing such a great job keeping the ball on the ground six uh six percent walk rate like this is washington's gonna have a really hard time doing anything against him like valdez might not have like the the highest ceiling but boy, would I say he's probably one of the, one of the safest options on the slate. His ceiling might go down a little bit, um, for what it's worth. Washington is the lowest strikeout team in baseball against right. left-handed pitching, but this could be a spot he goes like seven, eight, really clean innings and like right throwing throwing a Maddox type of game. What's his where... What's his price on Fanduel? Because like he's gonna get the quality start and and the win, you know, like. He's it's the just... highest price pitcher on FanDuel. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, I have no interest in the Washington bats. No, me neither. Josiah Gray, definitely someone that you can pick on with left-handed pitching. Um, I think you can pick on him just in general. He's been pitching out of his mind this year, but... A lot of his advanced stats say there's a lot of aggression here. It gives up a lot of hard contact. Um, any interest here in Houston? I love Houston. Uh, some of these guys, I think like Jose Altuve, are just way too cheap. Like 4500 for him in this matchup. Uh, I don't care that he doesn't have the platoon advantage. I think, you know, Gray is a high walk rate, gives up a lot of fly balls. Um, Altuve should get on base. Uh, he should be able to do some damage. So 4500 for him is way too cheap. Kyle Tucker, 5000 I think that's I think that's kind of too cheap. This this team, despite their injuries, is still very strong. And I think that they are not priced high enough for this matchup. So I think I think they're gonna and I think they're gonna be, get some ownership. But I mean it's a big enough slate that I don't think it condenses too much. But this this has got to be a top five stack for me on the day. Jose Abreu, um, he, he finally remembered how to hit baseballs. Had a double um, tonight <laughs> and has a couple. I mean, he's just a guy that I feel like I've, I've, he's just too cheap. You know, he's twenty eight hundred. So 
too cheap for him. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't mind the stack here for Houston. Josiah Gray is a guy that, like I said, his advanced numbers definitely back it up. Washington, sneakily one of the worst bullpens in baseball this year. Um, I think they're bottom five in a lot of statistics. So good, good sneaky spot, I think, for Houston. I don't know if they're going to get a lot of ownership today. So I think this is a good spot for them if you're wanting to get different. All right, Tampa Bay at Oakland. Man, this game is tilting me so hard on Tuesday night. For what it's worth, um, my pitchers are doing their things. And, yeah, Tampa bats are just not doing anything. Eight and a half total. Rays a 275 favorite. Glass now and Medina. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Medina gets an opener for what it's worth. He's like They've been doing that a lot lately. So, um let's talk tyler glass now six innings last time out 84 pitches has kind of been living in that like 84 to 88 pitch range here um 83 to 88 to be exact in his three starts he gets a great matchup going up against oakland um what are we doing here with tyler glass now so he he would be my favorite pitcher on the slate well over castillo i'm just worried about the leash like if he's only gonna get 83 pitches and Castillo gets a hundred. Well, I mean, I'd rather have Castillo. So it's it's hard to know um, if they're gonna if Tampa Bay's gonna keep him in this mid eighties. Then he's still a fantastic play. Don't get me wrong. Like he he might actually be my second favorite pitcher on the entire slate, even at eighty five pitches. But I I just wish they'd let him. I just wish they'd free him, right? And so um, until I know that. I would still rank Castillo ahead of him, but I think Glasnow uh, rates out better for me than Valdez. I'm not sure what your take on that would be, but I, I mean, I think Glasnow, technically speaking, is the best pitcher on the slate. I have a ton of interest in Glasnow. Um, I'll probably, my main lineup will probably be Glasnow Castillo for what it's worth. Um, we talked about so many cheap bats on the slate that I think it's really easy to make it work. Um, I have a ton of interest in glass. Now he's the type of pitcher that could just go out and throw six dominant innings and 90 pitches against Oakland and, and be optimal. So um, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets a few extra pitches here too. This is now his fourth start. He missed a couple months. He's ramping up. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they let him go 95 pitches, but yeah, uh, if he throws six really good innings again, <laughs> if he throws six really good innings again, I mean, he really, he got pulled at 84 pitches because I mean, they were winning and he didn't need to go back out there. So I'd like to see his if he gets, come if down. he gets 95 pitches tomorrow, you're going to need him to win yeah. a tournament. Like I feel pretty confident about that. Hey, I'm not playing Medina on the other side of this game. No, um, nope. I'll probably stack Tampa again. They'll probably stink again, but, um, was very high on Tampa here on Tuesday night, if you don't hear the tilt. But I love this spot for Tampa again. Medina is a guy that very stackable type of pitcher against. Um, bullpen's awful. Oakland's bullpen is just so bad. They're so bad. Historically bad. Um, I, I love Tampa today. Can't argue with that. Uh, you know, t- going after Tampa – Guys like uh, Raleigh, Mahia. I'm just looking at some of the cheaper bats. uh, Series getting pretty expensive. Um, You know, always, you know, I always feel like uh, Rosarina is kind of like a forgotten stud, 
you know, like his ownership is always very, very low, despite the fact he's not that much worse than a lot of the other high end outfielders. He just gets squeezed in terms of ownership. So I think he makes for a fantastic tournament play. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like you can always, always stack against Oakland. This bullpen is just so, so bad. Medina is going to be like, Oh, it's going to be like a, you know, a bullpen game for them. So it's like go attack Tampa Bay for sure. Yeah. I mean, so we want Mejia to catch, but for some reason they continue to catch Bethancourt. Um, he's so much more talented. Just let him play. Um, if you get, Mejia in the lineup, it just opens up everything for Tampa price-wise. Um, makes them makes it really easy to kind of make the stack work. So um, top end, really like this spot for Josh Lowe, Rosarina, Franco. You mentioned Riley. I like him a lot, Riley. Um, and then Mejia on the cheap end. So definitely a team I'm looking at on today's slate. And uh, honestly, no interest in Oakland. No. All right, Miami at Seattle. I feel like we talked about this game already, but we haven't. Um, <laughs> seven total in this game. Mariners are 196 favorite. Castillo against Perez. Uh, any interest here in Yuri Perez? I just feel like he's priced a little bit too high. Um, he is I do... AK in this spot. Yeah. He is so playable. The extra $1,000 that you have to spend on him stinks. The extra thousand stinks, and there's it's kind of a loaded pitching slate in the, in this range. I I I still think that if I'm making if I'm if I'm like in the in the twenty max, I still think I might put him in like one. You know, like I I really believe in this kid. I think he's an extremely extremely talented pitcher. Um, you know, he he has had some control issues, but I think those will get better. And if he can keep the walks, you know, at bay, I think he's got a chance at, at paying off this tag. Uh, I don't have a lot of conviction in that. And like I said, there's plays around him that I like a lot more. But, I, you know, I, I, I just wish he was just a little cheaper, like you said. Yeah, I mean, overall, um, I think he's a pitcher that we're going to talk about for a few years, like for years. Um I don't know if he's necessarily ready. And I think that, I mean, Miami might feel the same way. I think this guy, like, I know they're waiting on a couple guys to come back and I think he'll get sent back down. Really needs his command is the biggest issue. Um, and I think that's an issue against Seattle. So I don't think I play him just because of the slate. I like his steal a lot. Um, I mean, I've been on Seattle, the pitchers here the last couple days, and it feels like, why aren't they higher owned? Like Kirby was anywhere from 10 to 15%, depending on the tournament. Um, who pitched? Gosh, why well, can't think who pitched the day before? Uh, um, Miller. Miller. Miller was yeah. like 5% owned. I, I, and like, I know, I know because, because you were talking about him on Grinders Live, and I was like, you know what? Stevie's right. So I tried, and I looked at that projected ownership, but I could not believe how low it was. Like, and the projected ownership was correct. And, like, it was a great call by you. You know, it was like, yeah, like, why aren't we pitching this guy? So, it's a great call. Yeah, I'm not going to put everybody on blast. I was on an ex expert survey today. But a lot of people had uh, Max Scherzer and your boy um, had George Kirby as their top pitcher. Just saying. Um, What's up, go. Dean? What's up, Dean? <laughs> so, um, I don't want to jinx. Is, is, Dean on, is Dean in the chat? 
No, but uh, I don't want to jinx George Kirby either because uh, my team is climbing that has um, a, a chance. So, all right, Castillo. I mean, again, like I think today we'll see some ownership finally on this Seattle pitcher. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but uh, why are we not attacking Miami? This is not a good team. This is not a good lineup. Like, um, love Luis Castillo here. Yeah, I. I think he's going to be pretty high owned, which is I'm not saying not to play him. He he is technically my SB one uh, because I'm worried about Class Now's pitch count. But yeah, I think I think we're going to see some pretty significant ownership on him. I think it's going to be like Castillo, then Glass Now, and then I'm a little bit, and then Valdez, and then after that I'm not really sure. But I think I think Castillo ends up being the highest owned. 30% K rate, five, 5.5% walk rate in, in 2023. Um, Miami has has nobody, really, that's going to be able to stop him. Um, so, I, you know, he is definitely your cash game pitcher and my favorite pitcher on the slate. I started talking about George Kirby gives up his perfect game. <laughs> uh, oh. I was trying not to jinx him. I, I promise, George, I was trying not to jinx you. Um Anyway, all right. Um, Bats, anything here for the Marlins? Not for the Marlins, no. Yeah, I got nothing on the Marlins. Um, Seattle lefties. I don't mind the lefties against Perez, and I think you can play Rodriguez against anybody. My biggest problem here is just the price. Um, Vegas, Stanley Cup champions, 9-3 to three game. Um, any interest here in the Seattle bats? Not really. Um, you know, like you said, Kalanick and, and, and Julio are, are great. Uh, T Oscar is getting to be really, really, really cheap. Um, so I think he does have some pop 3,100, but not somebody that I'm, you know, really that excited to play. Yeah. Moving on Cleveland at San Diego, uh, Civili against Waka, Waka, Waka. Uh, eight total in this game. Padres are 158 favorites. Um, any interest here in Aaron Civilli? Uh, absolutely. No, thank you. Not, no. Yeah, I mean, just tough matchup going up against the uh, Padres. Big slate. I don't think he has a big ceiling here. 17% K rate guy. A great command. Doing a great job limiting power. But his hard hit rate definitely makes me think his ISO numbers are going to come up. Um, so we'll have to pay attention to that. The other side of this game, Michael Waka, 8,200. I think he's the mid-tier guy that a lot of people are going to look at here. And, I mean, I don't have any bad things to say about it. Good strikeout rate at 23.5%. Woba under 300. Good matchup against Cleveland, who, I mean, this lineup is just not good. I know, like, you look at their full season and the numbers don't look that bad, but, man, this team is not great. Yeah, so you kind of alluded to something like if he's going to be popular in any capacity, then I have no interest. Um, I would much rather go to Verlander. Um, I think that I'd I'd rather go to Heaney and Smiley. To be honest with you, if Waka isn't going to be popular, then I would my interest would increase a little bit. I just don't want to play into kind of like any kind of Waka chop. Never sounds good, right? Michael Walker chalk. Um, I do think he gets ownership today. 
And um, I mean, for good reason. I think that this is a good spot for him. Cleveland Bats. Any interest in the Cleveland Bats here? Uh, not, not really. Um, you know, you can, oh, oh, I mean, you know, J Ram at 4,700 is, is like criminally priced in my opinion. Um, Ahmad Rosario, 3,400, but just this team as a stack, I'm not really have no interest, but if you like land on J Ram, then yeah, like that's, that's like an absurd price. He needs to be over 5k. So I, I, I don't mind Ramirez, but the team as a whole, I have no interest. You nailed it. Um, no interest for me in the, the bats overall. If you end up on Jose Ramirez, you can play him any day. Uh, San Diego, they're so expensive. They are in a great spot, and I get it, but why? Like, the, it, you just, you're picking two, maybe three of these top bats with like one of the cheap pitchers that we potentially wanted to talk about, but. Dude, the, the San Diego stack is just so hard to fit roster construction-wise. So while I think this is a good spot for them, I just don't see myself sacrificing, like, all of my pitching to make the stack work. You you kind of nailed it. Like, this this slate is so, like, you know, pit, pitching is uh, more important than hitting on this slate. So, you know, it's just I'm not going to just jam in Tatis and Soto and Machado, and I'll have nothing left for pitching. So if you want to pick up pickups like a one-off here or there, or if you could do like a two-man or, you know, do like a punt of like, you know, maybe like Trent Grissom and, you know, Soto as like a contrarian two-man type stack, I'm okay with that. It's obviously, it's obviously a really great spot, obviously a great lineup, but the price is just way too high. Yeah, again, like we live in a salary cap world. If you're doing some type of draft or something and you're wanting to get them, go for it. But it's really tough to make it work and feel good about your lineup overall. Philadelphia at Arizona, eight and a half total. Diamondbacks, a 140 favorite. We got Ranger Suarez going up against Merrill Kelly. Any interest here in Ranger Suarez at 5,600 against Arizona? See, this would be my favorite punt play. Like this, you know, I mean, it's not like I have like a ton of conviction about it. I'd still rather pay up for pitching, but I like him over the Whitlocks, the Lively, the Livelies, um, you know, that kind of range. This this would probably be the guy that I would elect to punt with over over those guys. Now, am I going to be doing that in single entry? No, but will I take shots in a large field tournament? Sure. Like, I think that he is... I think he's, you know, an okay enough pitcher that, you know, 5,600 is, is quote unquote too cheap. So that's kind of, that's, that's my guy. That's my jelly bean bet. That's, that's my value guy. Who, who are we talking about over Rangers, Rangers Suarez against two? Cause not well, I want these I mean, jelly beans. Well, how about, how about, how about, I'll take Whitlock. Whitlock over him, and then if the game gets rained out for Whitlock, I will take um, Lively. I'll definitely do Lively with you. Whitlock's okay. close. Whitlock's closer, closer, but I would definitely do. I would definitely do Suarez over Lively. Yeah, I mean Suarez is a low strikeout pitcher. My biggest concern um, for him is 
he really struggles against right-handed bats. Well, guess what? Outside of K- Corbin Carroll and potentially Pavin Smith, he is going to see a lot of right-handed hitters in this lineup tomorrow. Um, I worry about the spot for him. And, and like we do the jelly bean bits for fun and it's always fun in games, but um, 150, I think you're mixing and matching these cheap guys to get some of these top end stacks that we've talked about. But if you're playing like a three entry max, I mean, you're probably paying up for pitching. Like most of your lineups are going to be two pitchers over 8k today. Um, so, I mean, that's how I feel anyway. No, I, I, I agree. Um, I, I definitely don't want people to think that I would pitch Suarez in a, in a single entry or three max, but he's, he's just, he is my favorite punk. Uh, any interest here in Merrill Kelly at 9,600 going up against, um, Philadelphia? I just think it's kind of, uh, the wrong slate for him. You know, it's like, there's just really, really loaded pitchers in that same, in that same price point that I'd much, much, much rather play. Um, he's not he's not the worst play, but I think it's kind of a tough matchup, and it's not a very good slate. He becomes more playable if we can't play um, Garrett Cole, in my opinion. Like if we get a rain out and we can't play Cole or Verlander, yeah. Kelly becomes more playable to me. Um, Philadelphia has some strikeouts at the top end and the bottom half of the lineup. They have good bats, man. I mean, this is not a team you are excited to play bats against our pitchers against. I mean, Schwarber, Turner, Castellanos, Harper, Romuto, like that front five is one of the best front fives in baseball talent wise. Um, so the price is wor- worrisome to me. Um, and it's more of, like I said, I think that if we can't play Cole and Verlander, maybe Kelly becomes more interesting, but he would still be a guy that I would rank below Castillo, below gas glass now, below Valdez and below Kershaw, um, you know, for what it's worth. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, any bats here on the Philadelphia side? Not, not really. Uh, they're very, very expensive. It's not really a great matchup. Um, so, uh, I mean, bats, bats in this, this entire game, I think I'm, I think I'm pretty much out on unless I always do kind of like Christian Walker, but um you know, for Arizona, but I don't know. I, I, I'm more a fan of Suarez. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Yeah, I mean, overall, um, 
Arizona bats for me would be the righties. I have a lot of interest in the righties. Gary L is 4,500. I like him. Whether you want to play Rivera or Longoria. Oh, you can play Rivera at first base now, but we're not doing that because, I mean, the best play from Arizona here is probably Christian Walker at 4,200. So um, I don't mind like a mini stack for Arizona against Ranger Suarez. I don't even mind maybe like doing like a 4-4 type of build stack or, um, you know, so the righties he has been so bad against righties this year. Like the righties are so interesting in this spot. Um, Christian Walker just absolutely crushing baseballs against left-handed pitching this season, Three forty-five ISO 58% hard hits, Gary L 50% hard hits, Rivera 46% hard hits. Like a lot of guys with big hard hit rates in this lineup. Um, be interesting to see what the lineup looks like because um, Carson Kelly is back too. Um, that gives them another, right-handed bat i wish like i I really hope it's gabriel marino because he's been great against left-handed pitching this season so i i would prefer Mm -hmm. them sit kelly and let marino play all right white Sox and dodgers where we finish out um eight and a half total in this game dodgers a 275 favorite clevenger and kershaw facing off against each other five years ago this has been a fantastic pitching matchup um (laughs) clevenger just isn't mike clevenger of old no no harm intended by that um do you have any interest in clevenger here uh definitely not love with clevenger no yeah not playing him um i do have some interest in kershaw you know he's kind of in that like range of like yes i think i'd rank him before valdez i i I would put glass now and castillo i think ahead of kershaw price because like we have to factor in the price I put those two ahead of him, but I think I would put Kershaw ahead of Valdez because while Washington is a good team and they, they don't strike out a ton and Valdez is an elite pitcher, like the White Sox strike out. So I think the upside is in favor of Kershaw out of those two guys. But I mean, that's my, that's my like top four. Those four I think guys. they're neck and neck. I, yeah. I think they're neck and neck. I, I would probably put Valdez ahead of Kershaw, but it's super close. Kershaw is definitely in the tournament mix. I mean, he is – I mean, he's – I think he's still just an outstanding pitcher. I mean, he's still got a 30% He's so theory. elite. At just I know. <laughs> I mean, he's so good. So, I mean, it's just, you know, like it's just the wrong kind of slate for him, unfortunately. And, and he's 10-8. So, I mean, he's super expensive. So, um, but, yeah, for large field GPP, he, he might be like – my favorite like large field GPP pitcher just because he has a massive ceiling and if we're like Castillo and glass now or to bust then Kershaw is right there. He could blow the field away. He makes me feel so bad about my life sometimes when I think that like I am like a weak difference between like me and Clayton Kershaw are like a week apart age wise. And I pitched for a long time. And then like this dude has been absolutely a stud since his like early twenties and still is just dominating teams, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> elite he's elite and he's not slowing down um healthy kershaw man watch out if this back holds up this is going to be a guy uh we'll play a lot this year i have no interest in the white Sox bats me neither complete accent for me dodgers bats um i mean muncie dealing with a hamstring injury out of nowhere which was kind yep. of interesting um i think we see a pretty normal dodgers lineup this is one of the stacks that, like, all right, now, now we're talking like a Whitlock, Ben Lively, Lynch, um, the guy you just talked about, Ranger Suarez. Like, 
Now we're talking about one of these pitchers because the Dodgers stack just can be that like late night hammer that just crushes the White Sox in this game. Yep. And and I don't know if people are going to want to pay like sixty three hundred dollars for Freddie Freeman. Uh, you know, Betts always gets ownership, but like sixty five, you know, fifty nine hundred for Will Smith. They're like this team is super expensive. Uh, fifty four hundred for JD Martinez. I'm not I'm not saying they're not worth it. But that could keep their ownership down because pitching is at a premium tonight. And, you know, this this team is so, so expensive. But I agree with you. Uh, this is definitely a team I want to attack if I can punt pitching. Yeah, okay. I mean, so, like, looking at it overall, right, um, you're probably getting three expensive bats and then you're going to need guys um, – they rotate these guys so much like Peralta Hayward um, Taylor, like you'll need two of these cheap bats. So, I mean, I think three expensive bats Freeman and bets being my two favorites. Um, I don't love the like hamstring strain. Like that sounds scary. Um, so that is a, Hey, I'm, I'm hitting, I hit a single in the first inning and my hamstring still doesn't feel great and I'm leaving right. the game. So Muncie's been so good this year. I want him to stay healthy. So right. we'll have to kind of see. Um, we'll, we'll see. Because it's like MRI. Um, he They did say that like he won't return until at least Thursday. So I don't think we have to worry mm. about him being in the lineup today. Outman at, out at 3,600 is really cheap. Yep. That's a great play. All right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. DraftKings pricing and scoring as always. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? Smiley. I'm going to go Whitlock against this Rockies team. Um, if that game rains out or has rain issues, give me Daniel Lynch to get six or more strikeouts. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Over 8K. Uh... Kelly. All right. I'm going to go Jose Barrios against Baltimore. Over 4K to hit a home run. Who's going yard today? Uh, Altuve. Ooh, I like that one. Um Give me, man, I'm trying not to take like a super expensive guy. Give me JD Martinez. Been so hot lately. Um, for what it's worth, I wanted to take Gunnar Henderson for my home run. Um, <laughs> under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? Uh, the guy I just spoke about, uh, Outman. I like it. I like Gunnar Henderson a lot. He's too chalky for me um, to play in the game. But give me Luke Rowley um, from Tampa Bay at 3,600. Yeah. Stack to score, six or more runs. Who's getting the job done today? I'm going to go with Houston. I like that one a lot. I'm going to go Tampa. Um, sitting here watching the game, and I'm tilting so hard at some of these at-bats that they're do giving tonight. But um, – Daryl in chat says can't touch the Razor. Bats are cold out there in Oakland. And um, I don't know if people like believe in the narrative street, but so supposedly Oakland athletic fans are doing a reverse like boycott yeah. tomorrow 
and filling the stadium up with fans. So that game is going to be um, very interesting tomorrow. I'll be watching yeah. some of that. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here, Tim? No, I think I think it's going to be a great slate. I'm pretty excited actually to play. And uh, thanks for having me on, Stevie. Always, man. Always a blast, Tim. Thanks for coming on. Hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday. We'll be back on Thursday talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.